0: And welcome to the God is a Geek Podcast. My name's Adam Cook and this is episode five hundred and thirty-four. Five three four. And I'm joined this week by Lal Carr. Hello, Lal. You alright? Hi. It's just me this week.
1: It's uh it's just the two of us on a on a lovely little video game date. That's what this is. This that, is our, our date night, but it's also like the morning that. as that as might be spoiled later. <laughs> I
0: was gonna say good morning actually, and I thought I'd never say that sort of thing, but it's rare we do one in the morning. But we did sort of Well, I I say we, I did kind of promise that we wouldn't miss another week, so we're doing two this week. And also, listen, I'm just going to use this opportunity to say that if you're a Patreon, and you can find out more via patreon.com slash God is a Geek, you would have got a new Chopping Board episode this week, which is our podcast about food. So you would have had a bounty of us talking on podcasts uh, if you're a Patreon supporter for a pound or a dollar a month. But that's not what we're really here to talk about. We've got three big games this week. Well, one big well, I mean actually I don't know that any of these are what most people would call big games. They are big games to us. Um but yeah. we've got one pretty sizable game and, and two I would say indies. Um let's start with this guy Alal. This guy 7 Vows of the Virtuous, a series that um I have friends who have who are obsessed with. I know I know all the the pretty dude stuff and mm-hmm. I know all that yeah. stuff but I have don't I don't think until this one Spoilers, I had ever actually played one, but you had, so you start Disguise nice. 7 Vows of the Virtualist. How, how, yeah. we, what do we, I mean, I know what you're thinking because, you know, I've seen the review, but yeah, but, tell me. But anyway. for those
1: who haven't, um, yeah, and yeah, just 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 for fun, I guess, yeah, uh, why not? I'll say, I'll, I'll say that, uh, Disguise 7 is a great return to form for the Disguise series. So the last game, Disguise 6, they. Uh, introduced a new sort of 3D art style. It had always been like 2D sprites before that. Uh, And yeah, in Disgaea 6, they had this new 3D art style, which I'd say took a bit of getting used to visually. But um, the main issue with that is that it released on the Switch exclusively first, and the Switch could not. Handle the uh, new 3D art style. So most people's first impression, if they were excited for a new Disgaea game and wanted to play it, you know, as soon as was available in the West, they played it on the Switch. And it had like uh, it was it was like the blurriest game you've ever played if you put it on performance mode. And even when you put it on performance mode, it had big
0: frame rate issues, like just wandering around the hub and everything. It was so that performance really mode hard. stuff isn't new to seven. That was in six. No, it I isn't. was quite it, intrigued by that. I don't think I've seen many Switch games offer that. No, no, actually, yeah. Like I, can think of. I mean, I
1: assume it was because they knew that the right. DS6 was not going to be running great and it was it was a shame and then alongside that as well because it was this new game in the series and I imagine they had to do a lot of new like animations and stuff for 3D character models over 2D mm. there were kind of limited numbers of classes in the game and stuff like that so it was for people who played a lot of games in the series it felt a little bit barren of like some of the content that you'd maybe expect from a disguise game so disguise 7 was one where like there had already been, like, they'd already talked about how they had more classes than ever before, and they'd done all these things that were going to be, you know, helping to make this series feel great again. And then alongside that, they've kind of scaled back the story, whereas the story's usually, like, very interdimensional, going to different worlds-type things. And in Disguise 7, it's set in one world that's kind of, like, samurai-themed, so... But,
0: sorry, because am I in that Disguise is a bit like Final Fantasy, and that you don't have to go, oh, it's number seven, I don't understand, I've not... They're, like, they're, um... Yeah uh Unique stories per game,
1: yeah. They're okay. unique stories, they're always in the same universe. Though, okay, so like, but, but like, the characters sort of, are
0: always like are these the characters I'm they, playing as all new people. For... They are all new, okay. yeah. There's
1: like, right, you'll usually have ways of getting all the characters from all the games, Makes and like, bringing so it's like them getting across Sid,
0: Sid in Final Fantasy 7 or yeah, something, yeah, exactly. You know?
1: Just like a just getting a random character, that like, oh, I know this character, and like they won't have like you know a story in this game or anything, they'll just be one of oh. your units, but but like, okay, you know, they'll look them out so. So that's sort of a thing that, that often happens. But yeah, um, in this game, yeah, it's this world where you've got sort of two main characters. You've got uh, one who's like a samurai who's sort of fallen from grace called mm. Fuji. And I can't remember the girl's name, but she's sort of obsessed with samurais and like... She's an otaku, really... isn't she? Like big time. She is.
0: She's 100%. I, I thought she was her... the main character. And I and then they... like as soon as you yeah. sort of meet them up like in the hub yeah. i seem to be automatically put as the samurai guy i yeah, think you can i know you can change you, by paying but... you'll get into the systems i'm sure because there's a lot yeah yeah so i mean we will get to <laughs> let's get to the
1: actual game because this is just all set up the actual game is i mean sort of at it's core, it's just sort of a tactics game really i guess but there are a lot of systems that are Not really in a lot of tactics games. Like, there's the whole lifting and throwing mechanic, which is a big part of all the Disgaea games, but where you will you can pick up any unit and throw them. And then in this game, in, in this game, there's a thing where certain classes that are monsters, if you land a character on them, they'll automatically throw in the direction they're facing. So it basically means that you sort of can juggle everything all over the place and like get to places very quickly sometimes, or with elevation, you can like throw people upwards so they can get to platforms. And that's not
0: anymore. new to 7, that's a- No, That's that's been since the PS2. That to, uh, so i'm a newcomer as i said that actually feels quite important a thing like i w- i wasn't i was finding it quite difficult and i, f- I think I'd, i worked out quite quickly that actually throwing is quite important like you as you say yeah you can line people up and it's a way to get people deeper into the battlefield quicker um 100 percent. and takes- I, w- I wasn't doing that at first whereas after a few hours i was like i'm just launching everyone everywhere all the time to get yeah, like usually yeah if-
1: Your first couple of turns are usually just sort of like throwing madly in every direction really just so that you're not just sort of miles away from the enemies and they don't just start picking you off with guns or whatever yeah um (laughs) i knew that especially would uh would resonate with you there uh and then alongside that you've got the geo panels which are like colored panels where when you stand on them they'll apply different buffs or different nerfs to you or the enemies and you by destroying little crystals that are on the colored panels. You can sort of start chain reactions that get rid of these panels. Like it's quite complex, but again, that's something that's been in Disgaea since the first game that's been there forever. Um, But it's like almost like a puzzle game element alongside the tactics element where you have to sort of figure out, okay, well, there are these panels, which mean the enemies get two turns instead of one. And that feels a bit bullshit. I don't want to get completely and utterly battered by these enemies. So if I throw this panel here, and then shoot this panel, it'll get rid of them all and deal damage to everyone and all this sort of stuff. But And then, you know, alongside that, you've got all your classes, which the... there are loads of, and
0: unlock. You, you've yeah. played Fire Emblem Engage, haven't you? Yes. Yes. You might be able to help me here. So, again, sorry to keep saying, as a newcomer, the Geo stuff, because there was a lot. There is a lot in this game. There is a lot. But I think the Geo stuff would have been more confusing to me, but there's, well, it's not the same. There's sort of similar elements in Fire Emblem ish if i recall where you can like it's basically changing panels isn't it like there yeah, are panels yeah. that do things and you're changing them. so i was I, I didn't fully understand the geo stuff if i'm honest so far I'm, I'm not finished with the game obviously but i didn't fully understand the geo stuff because there's a mission really early on and I, this is probably going to be impossible for you to remember because they're long games i'm guessing um where yeah. that one of the each each level has because there are it doesn't tell you i don't think hey you probably should grind and it but was only really when I did that. Did grind, yeah like yeah. chapter <laughs> one i finished chapter one went back to chapter one and was just like i spent actually an hour give or take just going through repeatedly playing those first chapter levels again without the story stuff as well obviously um and the one that constant because there's bonuses like five i think bonuses like varying yeah, from like gold Lord to bronze captives. yeah and it's a way to get materials and money and experience and, and items. And um, again, why I've thought, I think grinding is quite important and I'm probably not exactly preaching. I think people probably know this if they played Disgaea. I didn't. Um, the one that constantly stumped me was to destroy all the Geoblocks one because mm-hmm. I figured it out that you obviously have to, because you can move them, right? Yeah. I couldn't seem to, and again, I'm quite early on still, like four hours maybe, I couldn't quite work out why I couldn't, so there was one in the middle that I think it was yellow. That's easy. You just destroy that mm. and it takes away the yellowness. Yeah. I think it was purple and red that were like on the opposite sides of the map. I know map. the exact stage, yeah? by the way. i okay. on that a lot. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I that was so denied because I, I was trying to work it out and I, I couldn't work it out. So I destroyed them both and then I realized I oh, know I haven't set them the wrong way around, I think. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I can work out how to. Get them the right way round. I tried picking up one and throwing it over and picking the other one and throwing it up. Basically ignoring the enemies at this point. And I'm still now not sure what it wants me to do there.
1: Okay. What it wants you to do there, to just specifically talk about this one level for now. Sorry. Is, <laughs> yeah. You get, um, you get those panels... Uh, so there's like crystals on each side yes. and in the middle there's another strip of colour. You get yes. both of the crystals, you throw them both into the middle and then if you destroy one of them then it turns the middle one into the colour of the other one Right. and then it turns the colour of that whole area into the next colour and okay. then they all sort of wipe out eventually. So it's like, it's chain reactions <laughs> and stuff like that. It's I'm, a...
0: I'm blind is what I'm hearing because I didn't see the <laughs> pan in the middle. That um, I do remember them mentioning that that there were like geo panels that you put them on i just couldn't see. Yeah. I, I think uh, is it the same one that you warp in on like you, yeah yeah oh my god
1: just, i might have yeah. to edit
0: this part out because i just feel like <laughs> like no but honestly i i thought it's... i thought about doing that and i'm like, no no that's where you choose where your characters come in and so it won't be the same it's the same thing yeah, okay. yeah it is it's, it's the same
1: thing but yeah, don't hate like, me disco I mean... fans
0: i'm sorry it's my <laughs> fault not the game sorry
1: I mean but at the same time this is a series that uh, coming in as a newcomer oh, like yeah, you not... are going to be like <laughs> yeah, surprised like I can even the first game playing it back in the day like it had all these systems and when I jumped <laughs> into it as like a teenager I was like what the fuck is going on what the hell is bright. this?
0: I feel a little less bad now a little yeah, bit like, still feel pretty It's due. one of those
1: games it's one of those games where you kind of have to say like well if you're enjoying this and you kind of like are getting a bit stumped by it at least if, if you just start putting the hours in, you'll eventually figure out all these systems. And then every other game you play, you kind of know what you're getting yourself into. So, like, it works out pretty well, really, in the end. But it's, it's definitely a series where getting into it, like, you're going to have a first game where you're going to have to bash your head against a wall a little bit.
0: I do really and... like it, by the way, I should say. yeah. Like, it's... it's um I don't think there's... I mean, you play probably more of the... Eastern sort of games like this than I do probably I would say, um, but I don't feel like there's many of them come across in any. T- I mean, I'm not saying this is mainstream, but I don't feel like there's many that come across that have got this kind of level of silliness to them. And I sort of miss <laughs> that a little bit. Like I'm, yeah, I know but- I'm sure other people are like fed up with the dude stuff, but like I, I kind of like it, and I've always kind of from afar like been like I kind of I've always thought I should play these. These seem like the kind of silly that I'd like, and I'm really pleased that I finally played one even if I don't finish it like it just I don't I feel like you know Final Fantasy is a perfect example that it's like I know you haven't played the newer one but it's Mm -hmm. it's there's no jokes in that like there's no it's it's very serious it's a very serious business you know RPGing and and Disgaea feels like it's like unwilling to give up on that quite old-fashioned in a way like silliness and you know and it does it does veer a little bit into like there's some when you finish a, a mission and it comes up with the splash screens there mm-hmm. are some of them that you're like Phew. okay that's a bit... a bit bloody saucy well i mean it's, it's it's more that like i haven't seen anything like that in the game <laughs> yet and then all of a sudden there's like just like loads of girls in a sort of sort of hot spring with oh yeah, that very very that yeah, to that's me. the one. That's uh, there's not loads of them. I'm not gonna like do it a disservice and say oh it's pervy or anything. But it was like wow, okay. Um, <laughs> I just thought that's... I was playing a silly tactics <laughs> game. But it's more like I don't even know who those people are. Most of them, no, or why they're scantily clad, or why I'm seeing it. But like, I'll <laughs> I'll accept that if I get to keep some of the weird like penguins talking and dude stuff and throw and like they're throwing people around stuff like just to go back a little bit there's no way you could there's no way you could have someone who doesn't know what games are walk into a room and not go that's really weird why are you just like tossing everyone around in this weird like it's it's but again i can't think of another game that lets you do it. and also if you throw a monster and i i forget this quite often if you throw... Mm-hmm. like, I mean, you get, like, a, a, a prinny quite early... Well, start of the game, don't you? Like, a private prinny. Yeah, yeah. And that's classed as a monster, even though it's, like, a cute little... They are penguins, aren't they? They are penguins, penguins. yeah. penguins, okay. just so. wanted to be sure. Again, they won't upset the Sky fans. <laughs> um, but, like, if you, you throw your friends around... And it's fine. You're just throwing your friends around. If you throw a monster... A monster, in inverted commas, around... Because I don't like calling a prinny a monster. But If you throw an, an animal or zombie or monster around or whatever, they explode
1: it's actually just prinnies that explode by Is the it way it's just, almost, it's just okay. that's a thing about prinnies it, it did tell me this
0: <laughs> yeah but i don't know why i thought maybe games of condition to think i thought that's fine i'll that's throw him glass and, it'll oh, explode yeah, yeah. right and then i'll use him to attack them
1: mm-hmm. no
0: no no you throw him i mean f- hey fair enough actually he exploded I don't know why I thought I'd just carry on and he'd be fine. He's now, I, what would you call him on the suspension, I suppose. But you have to recover yeah, yeah. from. Like, I just and I f- I forgot that constantly, so I would be like, yeah, I'm just going to move everyone around. I throw the pet. Oh shit! No, he's, dead he, that's him gone. Then he's gone for a, for a got to pay for him to come back now. Um, and that that's the only thing for me so far playing it that I felt was a little on the. It's not so much even a newcomer thing, like the the. So when people faint. I suppose, yeah, yeah. Are, are eliminated yeah. on your team. Yeah. They they go to like the, the doctors and you. <laughs> which are just saying it, I like I like this game a lot. You have to pay for them to be revived. You can pay, if you haven't if you've lost health or mana, you can you can. No, it's MP, isn't it? Mana's a separate thing. I think. See, this is why I'm getting confused. Uh, yeah, I think of, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So you have to pay currency, uh, in-game currency, to be specific, to revive them or yeah. just heal yourself, and it felt quite mean. And I don't know if that changes as you play more of it, but it felt quite tight. It was like,
1: yeah, I feel like, especially at the, in the early game, I do think it is quite cruel in that regard, and just in general compared to, like I say, the last game in the series I played was obviously the last game, disguise Six, and I don't, I didn't really grind a lot in Disguise Six. I just sort okay. of played through the levels and. It just sort of—it never really felt like it was this uber challenge. Like I maybe ended up grinding a bit, but that was when, at the point where I unlocked where you can set your characters to do stuff for using the AI, so you can basically just auto play the game eventually. Uh, and that's the same in this one, but it actually costs to do it in this game instead okay. of just being this free thing. But yeah, whole other thing. But essentially, like uh, that was a way of just like you know getting your characters higher leveled up. But in terms of actually dying, I don't ever remember it being an issue in Disguise Six and. I don't remember ever having money issues in Disgaea 6, and in Disgaea 7 especially at the beginning. Like, I yes. would just, I there would be a few times where I'd play through a new level and I'd be like, I don't have the money to get my team back, so I'm going to have to play a new level a couple into, of times.
0: That's why I went and grinded, because I was at the mm-hmm. point where I was like, I had three available characters, I think, or four, yeah. and I wanted to progress the story. Um, I had the samurai guy, I'm, I'm terrible with names anyway, but I had the samurai guy who's like really overpowered early on, intentionally yeah. so I think, and I was like, mm-hmm. I have to just go and grind just to be able to now revive these guys which maybe is the game's way of telling me to, I suppose, maybe, well, yeah, it I doesn't tell to, maybe it's... yeah, I think that's also the case Yeah, I I mean, I, I haven't got far enough to see it, but some of the silliness that I'm, I'm referring to, I know from your review and from screenshots and stuff is the giganticism stuff, is that the correct? Yeah, Jumbify Jumbify, okay called. Yeah, yeah i think I might be where, thinking of Pokemon, where they because Pokemon yeah, I think did that's that right. a few games ago. Yeah, so the, yeah. C- can you as someone who hasn't yet seen that? Um, what, what is that? <laughs> so you basically
1: you fill a meter in the same way you do because there's that there's already the hell meter. Yes, I think, I've seen the, the hell meter. Makes, yeah, which which can make certain characters go into like a super powerful mode, and you know, just a standard RPG superpower mode yeah. that you you can build up uh and then Jumbify is kind of like bigger than that I guess in more ways than one but when you uh Jumbify a character they go to the side of the map they don't that they don't fit on the map anymore there's just their massive body next to a stage that's just made out of a grid and they can use like different attacks to just attack the whole grid and it's very silly and very cool and it, ne- it never stops feeling awesome to just do that but also enemies do that and when enemies do that it's awful <laughs> um... so like the first time that happens when you when you first unlock jumbo it's on this stage where there's already an enemy who is doing it essentially and the first time I played that stage and got all my characters out and like did my first attack on like the little weenie enemies to try and get myself to being able to you know match this enemy's giant size that enemy just did one attack and everyone died and then my like, <laughs> game over and that was it oh, wow. so like it was it was this moment of like oh shit okay this is going to be a pretty big deal but uh i mean after that first encounter you know you kind of you start to get used to it and when you can do it as well it it makes sense it is actually you know it's not an unbalanced mechanic necessarily it's just something you need to account for but it's it's just like a cool new gimmick for this game I guess but it, it's one that it's one that's an interesting addition and one to that you have to work around as a you know as a returning fan because obviously you've got all the things to learn so we needed to have something too I guess
0: but, but I think it's interesting because you mentioned like after the first time you sort of you're fine with it as it were I think, yeah. I think that's quite an old-fashioned thing as well in that it's sort of tribal fire. And I think that's... Because, like, the first boss in this game, again, quite early on, I really struggled with. Like, I think I died four times before working out my way around it. And I was at yeah. first a bit confused. Like, this is tough for early... This is early. I've been doing stuff where it's like I've not been taking a scratch, and now I'm getting wiped quick. Um, yeah. But I think, again, that's maybe just me not recognising the old-school nature of some of it. Like, And I think what you've described with the Jumbify stuff... In the same way that you get wiped and then you have to strategize and work around it is kind of that old fashioned. This is how we used to do things. You would die and try again, and and then that's like old fashioned video games. And I guess yeah, disguise totally. has been around a long time that it's allowed to do that. I just, I guess, because I'm jumping in at a seventh game in 2023, I didn't expect it. And there was there's enough there that I kept going back. If that makes sense, I didn't just go like I've oh, had enough and done. I I did want to see. Because I don't think what I've played of the story is like mind blowingly good. It's fine, it, like, it might get better, I'm sure it does. But there's enough, there's enough story if that makes sense that made me want to be like, yeah, I do totally. kind of want to keep going. It's a, it's a great shame because I don't think I'll get a lot of chance to play m- much more of this now. Yeah, um, but it's a great shame because it, I, I'm really enjoying it. I've forgotten what I think you gave it 8.5, didn't you? yeah yeah i did i think it's like i think it's par,
1: probably my favorite game in the series so far. yeah so, and i, I can yeah, see a, it
0: like i would like cool. to i mean i don't know how many times i'm gonna say this year or any of us will say it this year but if someone could mm-hmm. invent some sort of time machine that pauses time even just for a week so i could just sit down and i mean I'm, i'd like to play that cyberpunk dlc but that, that now even that now i'm like mm. um yeah that's gone now isn't it yeah it's kind of gone i mean i'll tell you what the weird thing is i know you're not a football fan but i saw um you know they release like a lot of games now you can pay for the early version get it yeah, early yeah. was watching tv yesterday um as we record so an advert for fc24 and that's officially out the day we're recording this is today so it's officially out okay. if you want to just go in the shop and purchase the game and even my son and i were like that feels like ages ago doesn't it it's like it literally isn't out yet at the time we were talking, watching this advert. But, <laughs> yeah. but like, yeah, yeah. Um, let's let's move on to a game that's kind of passed me by, but when I was, again, reading your review of it on geek.com I was like, ooh, this looks kind of interesting. So El Paso, Elsewhere, is it? Is that right? El- yep, El Paso, comma, Elsewhere yeah. is uh, the game we're talking about.
1: So El Paso, el- Elsewhere is if we're going to be quite reductive but to be honest it's like they've labeled it as a spiritual successor so you know uh kind of what they want i guess it's basically like ps2 old max Payne games like the original two max Payne games it's pretty much that it's a third person shooter where you dive around with the left trigger and go into slow motion and shoot the shit out of demons and stuff with the right trigger. Now it is demons and not like bad men, which was the, who we were officially the bad guys on the Max Payne game. That's the right, bad, the bad men. men. Yeah, the bad men. Yep. Yeah, everyone knows that. Um, yeah, in this it's, it's it's it changes it up a little bit, but um, I mean, that's, the gameplay loop is pretty much that Max Payne thing, and it's just something where you think about it and you go that's just sort of stopped, didn't it? Doing, diving through the air and shooting people in slow motion, that just went
0: yeah, because the Max Payne thing is weird, isn't it? Because it was R- Remedy, but then like Max yeah. Payne Three was Rockstar. That's right. And I don't, I never quite fully understand what that was all, all about. But like, I can't think of many games. But, I guess, but... I guess, like no, I was going to say GTA. That's. But they're not. They're not really that. Is it? Is it so is it? It's grit like gritty and dark. Is it, Is it? It is. It's, it's, it's not just the gameplay. That
1: it's, no, no, it's not just the game. It's it's. It's the even the story, which admittedly is the best part of this game, and I'll talk a bit more about in depth. But the story, especially at the start, is like it's told the way that like Max Payne was told. So you've got this protagonist called
0: J- uh, James Savage, uh, who's <laughs> <laughs>
1: which
0: is the best name. I mean, for a protagonist. look, if you're aping Max Payne, you kind of have to do that. Like, I mean, the only thing they you could do. have probably done better is done the Simpsons gag and be like, "I'm Max Power" or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, so James Savage. Yeah. So I he's uh, like that.
1: It is it's quite good. It Man. it made me chuckle every time I just like remembered again what my main character's name was. Um but like he does that whole thing of like <laughs> there will be yeah, no you everyone needs yeah, a moment. But James Savage Because don't
0: like I'm I've started thinking about the whole Max Payne thing and thinking like it just wouldn't fly now. It just wouldn't no. fly for unless you were absolutely doing a parody of yourself. Almost, it wouldn't fly for someone to go, "Hi, I'm Max Payne." Like, it just wouldn't. <laughs> and yet, they is James Savage's game now. So.
1: Yeah. and they. Uh, but back in the day, we right. accepted names like Max Payne, and that's just what we it never thought even was occurred okay. it like, was cool. Like even back then, no, in the me day, never <laughs> Was
0: never stopped to be like that's a bit on the nose, isn't it? Like. Yeah. So is he savage? Is it is it is it violent like he's, that? He um I mean, I guess so.
1: He shoots a lot of things, uh, but he also like in the in terms of cutscenes, like he'll even do that sort of like gritty narration over the oh, top brilliant. of what's going on, the full on. So he's like, he'll go into a room and he's like, "I entered the hotel room. The stench of of uh, gunpowder in the air. Pills <laughs> oh, were scattered across the floor like a bag of skittles."
0: You're making me want to play it. You're really making yeah. me want to play it. I've got to be it's, honest with you.
1: It is, but it, like it is really like, especially that first moment where I was realizing what was happening. I was like, "Holy shit! This is this is <laughs> something where I didn't realize I missed like yeah. these old over-the-top kind of stupid games that yeah. also, you know, took themselves kind of seriously at the same time." But yeah, uh, yeah, I like I was really into it. But then, sort of, the more of it I played. I kind of realized that the way they had this game set up, it doesn't really like work mechanically. Like when you Uh... dive through the air and go into slow motion, uh, to shoot these enemies, like it's, you know, you slow down, you get a good chance to get a few shots in, but all pretty much all the enemies, especially early on are like melee enemies. So you dive through the air, you shoot like, and there's like four running at you, you shoot like two of them and then, you know, you land on the floor and the slow down stops and the other two just run up to you and start slapping you while you're like on your belly, just sort of on the ground, and they just sort of batter you a bit, and it doesn't feel like what you did was helpful, and like if you just sort of run backwards and shoot, it works better. Or there's a button to turn on the slow motion without diving, so you just do that. But it sort of lacks that fun of diving, because diving is great. You don't want to not dive in a game where when you dive, you're in slow motion, you've got two angles, and you just sort of pow, pow, pow through the air. So it's a little bit of a shame. And then the levels are a little bit flat as well. Like there yeah. it's, it's like in this it's set in a motel cause you, and you're you're going after your ex-girlfriend who is Dracula, the like big boss of vampires. And okay. you were so yeah. And you were dating at some point, but now, you know, she's going to try and destroy the world. So you kind of stop her from doing this ritual, at a motel in the desert in El Paso uh, and every level of the game is just, you go down a different floor of this hotel and like, visually they're really cool because it's like as you go deeper into this motel like the, the the like world starts to distort because they're doing this like weird ritual so there'll be like furniture flying through the air and like it'll be all this creepy stuff like one level you just don't open like the doors to the lobby of this hotel and it's a graveyard instead of like a lobby so it's kind of like a cool setting but all the maps are just very like it's a maze you have to get some keys you might have to rescue some hostages and like it's a long game as well like it goes on for quite a long off. time and as it, i mean it might not feel that long but i think it's a lot of like like it might not be that long in, in terms of like hours but in terms of like i think it's like 40 levels or something oh. so when you've every time you go to a new stage and like you realize you're sort of doing a similar shooting enemies in a maze and then the the enemy variety especially towards the beginning of the game again like you'll just be fighting the same thing that's running at you and trying to slap you and there's not really like a you don't really have to do much to work around that. Like, if they're coming to hit you, you just walk backwards and shoot them and maybe go into slow motion. Uh, so it's like, it, it does a lot that's really cool. And the story, which I mentioned before, like, it ends up being really cool. All these, like, different scenes you get between the levels of James talking about, about his ex-girlfriend and their past. And, like, you can tell he's, like, getting in his own head as he sort of gets further down and realizing he's going to be confronting this person that, you know, at some point he, like, you know, was really fond of, but also is an all-powerful vampire who's trying to destroy the world. And, like, it's the narrative side of it is really interesting and that was the side of it i expected to maybe be the most throwaway and it turned out to be the thing that i ended up liking the most about the game so it's kind of a weird one i was expecting like sort of arcadey stupid shooting to be the thing that i came away from and i actually came away thinking like that was kind of a cool story they told with a character called james savage going to meet his vampire girlfriend yeah but still Still funny (laughs) yeah it is but it's yeah it's an interesting game it's I, I like that it exists because yeah. someone brought back slow motion diving through the air and shooting. And that's something that's that I hope weird. someone else, if someone else steals that as a thing that's like the new thing to come back but makes it a little bit more satisfying to play. But, that, but I, think I wonder they'd be if you could
0: do it in a, because I'm i like, in an actual like, modern AAA looking video game, you know, like I wonder yeah. if you could do it or if it would, because, you know, you, you'd have these ultra realistic graphics and then. Like shooting people as you slide through the air, and I wonder yeah. if it could work modern-wise. I wonder, I wonder if it is sort of intrinsically intri- tied to that kind of retro look as well. I, I don't know. Yeah, interesting.
1: It's... Yeah, it does have that retro look as well. Actually, as yeah. an extra Aside, it looks like it is of that sort of ps 2 era of game where it's like it's a little bit like it like it's not particularly realistic but you can tell yeah. what's going on past the point of where characters look like they're made out of like duplo and uh yeah it's it's a cool game maybe not yeah. the best game i've played in a long time but but cool
0: it's interesting you mentioned about like knowing what's going on because we can talk a bit about cocoon as well before we get to listen to correspondence um i played i haven't finished cocoon but i played like 70 70- something percent it's not that long of a game um this is initially one of those again talking about being reductive but it's it's an easy comparison and people understand it limbo inside little nightmares initially the feel is it's one of those certainly atmospherically and you play as this little weird insect thing And you're walking around and it's basically left stick to move and um, a button or or cross or whatever button you're playing you know the action button um for everything and initially i was like well i wonder if they're going to add more like if the controls will you know now it's square and it actually doesn't but it's it's this, this world i think what i like i really really like cocoon but what i like i like the inside and the limbos and the little nightmares but i'm never quite as blown away by them i always feel they are more of a narrative experience and that's absolutely fine and you know, no issue with that whatsoever with cocoon i feel it's more more interactive it's more if, if i was a more of a comparison comparison it's like to those games kind of what sea of stars is to those games in that everything's yeah. quite tactile and you there's no like voiceover or anything telling you what to do you just start walking around and realize that a button does things and like all the puzzles are environmental and interactive and then maybe you get a bit I mean I, I could I've literally still got it here like I got a piece of paper out and I started drawing bad symbols <laughs> because yeah. that it's 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 one of them games where you you know roughly what you got to do but you need to like kind of you know work it out um, which I really kind of a, a like and it's it's a difficult one to describe because you you, you go into this world and you do a bus fight and the boss fights often will give you unique mechanics. Like, the, um, without spoiling too much, the the first one involves you—it's kind of bullet helly not not extreme, like a mild bullet hell—and you have to get around that element of it. And there's another one where you have to like survive a bit until you can get a certain flower, which lets you get jettison up into the air with the water underneath you, and that's how you attack it. So it's quite unique in each way that the boss encounters work. What you do is you end up in this world. You you can you jump into this, like, glowing marble-style orb, which is the world. And then after you've done that world, you can get to another... You find another marble, and you can jump into that world, which is, like, the water world. And then you can jump out, and you actually end up having to take the marbles into each other. And it gets quite weirdly complicated, because by going into them, you can use this world marble thing as an object you can put on something, you know, to interact with. Okay. But it's really difficult to describe you can by moving them around and stuff you can jump in and out of them to solve puzzles by like there's one where you can't get past a beam that's constantly going past so if you put the world and the other world in that situation you can jump into it to jump out to get the other one to get back in To bypass the puzzle if that makes sense it probably doesn't i Um, I
1: think i understand just
0: (laughs) you you sort of basically you're going in and out of worlds but you carry the worlds on your back these little marbles you stick them on your back and you can walk around with them and each one has like its own unique thing and it's just really good like narrative wise i'm not like i haven't finished it it's interesting and there's lots of mechanical stuff that's cool and the puzzles are all it, it, it never it doesn't seem to like sit on an idea and go like, oh, we're just going to do this puzzle for ages. It's almost like, do you remember that puzzle we used ages ago? We're going to use that mechanic again now. And they also seem to twist it. like the, There's like a glyphs or symbols thing. doesn't tell you this. There's just five little things on a floor. You walk into them and they do like a little chime. And you realise, okay, I've got to do these in an order. What order? How do I work it out? You find a switch that pull you pull it and this tower goes up and down. And on the tower, there are these five symbols. One's at the top, next one down, so on. So you realise that, five, four, three, two, one. That same puzzle comes back in the second world, only there's no tower. This time you have to find the symbols, and they're just like big, it's like distant artwork almost, and they're like statues, and they're and you go, well, hang on, that one's higher up and then, and then you go, no, because they're the same height. So that doesn't work. And then you realise, oh, it's just left to right. One, two, three, four, five. So they reuse the puzzle but yeah. they change how the puzzle works so it re- retains that sort of freshness and yeah i just there's very little not to like about it it's just really it's one of those you sit down and you go i think i think i'll just have a quick play of this do a little bit and you just find yourself because it has these boss fights so it is it's you know it's it's a very sort of danger free game until you get to these boss fights and and even the way they handle that stuff is clever like if you do die in a boss fight you kind of get booted straight out of the world like you fly all the way out of this marble and you're like oh bloody hell you know and you have to go back in and go and do it again and and even that's cleverly done but the boss fights themselves are like quite different you know where you've got this almost sedate yet very tactile nature of walking around this world interacting with stuff like you even have to pull a weird creature to make a bridge that you can climb across you know then all of a sudden, this sedate nature has become like a frantic boss fight where there's it's bullet helling you, and so it's it's not difficult. I don't think. I don't want people to think, oh, bullet hell. It's not it's not like brutally hard because it's it's a very it's one of those games. It doesn't. The reason I think I, I've I've gelled with it more is that I think Limbo and um, Inside and those and I think Little Nightmares as well are animation over feel in that yeah, they are very so too, you know what i mean like they are really animated games deliberately so to give an atmosphere um mm-hmm. but you pay for that a little bit in that the the you know you have to turn you have to sort of and anim- the turn has to be animated you have to because f- it's a person yeah whereas in this it's more it's it's slightly more isometric viewpoint and it feels more like a platform game in terms of how quickly the left stick moves your character around so it's a little bit more responsive to me um, I'm gonna go back and finish it. I want to say, I might be wrong. I want to say, is it in Game Pass? i might I'm have to not look that up. Sure. I, I want to say I imagined it was in Game Pass, but I'm gonna just I hope quickly. I want to in... play it now. Yeah, I think I don't think anyone would play it and not like it. Uh, yeah. Just yeah, new X- The first headline is from Pure Xbox. New Xbox Game Pass title Cocoon is getting outstanding reviews, and I think at the time we yeah. record, I think it's out today. I believe. Um, yeah, it's just it's just got that kind of. It's like I really like the lim- Limbo. I liked Inside a lot. I like I like Little Nightmares, and I'm looking forward to the third one with the co-op and stuff. I think they've got. I think I've read they put co-op in it. But there is a thing of where I'm playing that for the story. Yeah, say sixty percent to forty percent is the gameplay because it's all fine. It's physics based puzzler, and this has all that, all the physics based stuff, and all the all the tactile nature. But it just feels more responsive and more. Less, us like one of those guys, and I believe like the person behind it is like one of the gameplay designers of, I think Limbo and 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 all that. I yeah. Think again. Okay, I'd have to I check feel like sh- I read that. I think uh, Chris <laughs> mentioned it in his review. Um, I think it's. Uh, I don't know how to say the person's name. Jep Carlson. But um, yeah, like this this person knows how to make a game feel good. Yeah, six point five years of work now has a release date. No pressure at all. The tweet says so. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, but no. Like, it's, it's delivered. Yeah. Like, Cocoon has really delivered. Like, it's not a game. I feel like everyone's. It's a really tough time for an indie. Like yeah, you are. You are two weeks true. ahead of like. Well, you, we we're hitting the month where all first party publishers have an exclusive title in Forza Spider Man and Mario Wonder. Um, and that's not everything that's coming out that no, month, no, that's for sure. Not even close. <laughs> Although, what I will say is, like, as Cocoon, I think I was at 70% plus after, like, two and a half sitting. So this is not a game you have to sit down. It's not a disguise where you have to go, oh, I've got to dedicate this you know, a yeah. month. You you could knock this out in a couple of nights comfortably or even in a couple of sessions. And I really, yeah. if it's in Game Pass, like they say it is, I really, really hope people play it because it's just a, it's such a weirdly fascinating game and i think the puzzles are very clever you know like it's one of those where straight away i'm playing it and the puzzles are like it it. i don't want to overhype it but you know like i mean what big puzzle games that you think are like you know i'm guessing people are like portal 2 and you know the geniusness oh, yeah. of those puzzles like it, it it really does feel like a clever clever video game and it feels really nice to play itself so yeah, go play it. It's on Game Pass, everyone. Nice. That's Cocoon. And now, um, now I have to. <laughs> yeah, I, I would recommend it. I mean, I think Chris gave it a nine, and I totally agree with that. Like, it's, it's a really good video game. Uh, let's do some listener correspondence. I'll, I'll play the jingle, me. Chris yeah. Listener correspondence. Yeah. It's time. It's time. Chris Hyde. So Chris isn't here, but obviously we're going to play the jingle just to just to play the jingle. And uh, these are from Mikhail, and uh, he's got some for you and some for me. And I'll start if I can by reading yours. And he says, "Have you played Fate Samurai Remnant yet? It looks like a really good action RPG with Musu elements."
1: Uh, I haven't. I do think it looks good. I I think uh, Chris reviewed it, didn't he? Chris yeah, Chris White, White yeah. Yeah. Right. So yeah. So so we ha- we have a review of it, but yeah, that wasn't yeah. me that played that one, and. I do think it looks good but it's one of those games where it looks good but when there's so much to play I can't mm. imagine me suddenly making time for that like especially when you know you've got something like I mean that's uh, an action RPG with Musu elements probably takes quite a lot of time I'm to play. Gonna say a lot probably of that. a
0: long one isn't it.
1: Yeah so a I, I mean you know if I could sneak in a cocoon and an extra 5 hours with Baldur's <laughs> Gate 3 that's probably what I'll do because you know, uh, there's there's a lot to be playing, and and next month, which is only a couple of days away, is uh, not going to let up on the games, is it?
0: Well, I'm I'm going to jump ahead to a question actually, and then come back to one because he also asks how's Baldur's Game of the Year three going? Just just two months left for the Game of the Year pods, nearly. First of all, stop reminding people of the Game <laughs> of the earpods, pods, please. Don't upset him. Stop
1: it. It's it's a lot of work for him. He needs yeah. to not think about that.
0: Um, I to be I clear, mean, I really enjoy them. But it's, oh, yeah. let's worry about it a little bit down the line, is what I'm saying. Yeah, you know. when, yeah, how's, how's Baldur's when, Gate going?
1: Can- I've mean,
0: played like a couple more hours this How'd, week, so you are getting you are knocking through it just like I mean, I am gingerly
1: at a speed that is not acceptable for uh, when the game of the year podcast starts, it's faster than um, I'm playing it. I mean, that's true. Um, but yeah, I got a couple of hours in this this week and I enjoyed those couple of hours, and uh, I'm I had my first time where the party died, so I've I've, I've had I've experienced loss in the game. You've now, played it so. all then, so no, and uh, yeah, I'm pretty much there. It was it was actually quite good when they died. There was <laughs> there was uh, a few elements that were interesting that happened because you know there's always interesting stuff that happens in that game. Every time something happens, I think, oh, I bet like 95% of players didn't see this, and that's the whole game. And uh, yeah, I still love everything about that game pretty much. I just need to <sighs> actually make time for it and. The- at some point you'll get into it and find th- this the is the worry go-to. though
0: <laughs> but that's the worry that if i play it i'm I'm planning to sit down on ps5 and play it okay yeah because it's where i get most of my gaming done and it's not on xbox i'm not, I'm not i don't mean on ps5 i mean on console on a sofa yeah. on my ass um i if it gets me we got a big yeah, problem that's we got a big problem on our man. hands i mean th- this question just goes hand in hand really he says have you any thoughts on dragon quest die is it die yeah. Infinity, infinity strap. Stra- no, I'm not reading what he said. He's he's called it infinity trash, and that's not because I <laughs> thought have I have I typoed it. I thought no, but I just copied the question no, and pasted it's it. And so have you got any thoughts on Dragon Quest Die if you're playing it?
1: Uh, I have it downloaded, so that's you haven't my actually got around it. It. No, I, I did one. Thoughts it are, it. Yeah, it has a
0: nice title card on the PS5. Oh, well, that's <laughs> enough for me.
1: Yeah, there we go. Ten out of
0: ten. <laughs> um, now, now that you've played Disguise Seven and you liked it a lot. Do you feel like playing any prior game you missed in the series?
1: Okay. So I've played Disgaea 1, 2, 3, 4, 6. <laughs> How does and that 7?
0: happen?
1: So, so, so there's One 5. choice. So the um I mean there's also there's <laughs> a Disgaea game called D2, which is the a sequel yeah. to Disgaea 1. Instead so like it's kind of like continuing a story of, like, a lot of people's fan-favourite games, and I didn't play that either. So I guess I could have picked that too, but I should probably just pick five, and then I've played all the numbered ones, and I? I? don't understand how that's happened. How have you... I don't really... I, I think it was... I played the first two on PS2, like, when I was, like, a teenager or whatever. Um, So, like, I had the time for it then. And then three and four uh I had on the Vita, so it was a nice handy handheld sort what of place to have that. Yeah, seriously. Oh. And then... I think by the time I got to having like a switch and realized that even the like disc guy sort of existed on that platform it was kind of like a bit too late to catch up on it so it was one where I only really thought about it as being a console game and was like I don't really know when I'll get time to fit in some massive fucking game on a console so it just sort of was the one I missed so I guess I'd check that out I've heard very good things about it so I mean I think most people thought that was the high point of the series before 7 Or at least, like, you know, I guess we'll see if they change their minds with 7 when it releases. Mm. uh, Yeah, I I guess that would
0: be a good one to try. Okay, he says, did you watch any Tokyo Game Show streams or announcements? And have you got any highlights, if so?
1: Uh, Not that I can think of. I don't think I really watched a lot, to be honest. Uh, I I mean, there are things that I might have seen announced that I didn't realise were from that. But, but, But I wasn't paying attention. But uh, no, I can't think of anything specific. It's just something I ne- didn't necessarily spot this week, I guess. There's always too much going on and too much to play. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's true. Uh, and the last one for you is he says, I haven't watched footage for El Paso elsewhere yet, but people compare it to Max Payne, which we've just done. Would you recommend he plays Max Payne first?
1: That's a weird thing to think about, just going back to like mm. the original Max Payne games now. But like... I mean, it's a hard one. I remember liking them, but they'd be they'd be <laughs> like
0: um, old-fashioned 4 3 aspect ratio and everything would match. Oh
1: yeah, I don't think they—they're old games. Either.
0: I remember playing on PC, but they were old. They're old games. They are so I
1: don't. And then it, instead of that, I guess you've got Max Payne three, but that never really felt quite the same as one and two. Like I enjoyed the game, but it didn't yeah. feel. Like it didn't feel like it was quite the same style that El Paso was going for. Really, like they were obviously aping those original games over the slightly more modern Rockstar one. So I don't know. I mean, I'd be interested if, for some, if if Mick decided on this advice to go and play Max Payne and see what he thinks, because that'd be a weird thing for someone to experience in 2023 for the first time. 2001's Max Payne.
0: 2001. Yeah.
1: Go play a 22-year-old game and report back, please.
0: Mm. Yeah, no, fair enough. Um, have you got the doc up that you can do mine for I me? I sure here? do. Fantastic. I can do this. Okay, uh, so first up we have, would you
1: say Cocoon is one of Annapurna's best games in years?
0: I'm looking down a list of them now. They have got a lot. They do, they do a lot of a lot of publishing these days. Like, There's a lot of, they do. you know, um, Neon White, I think, I want to say was Annapurna published oh, shit. and that was a really good game. Um, yeah, it was. Solar Ash is a good game. And that was, um, that was them. I'm just looking down the list here. The path list was good. Kentucky route zero. I never quite gelled with. Yeah. Um, but 12 <laughs> minutes. Yeah. I skip past that. As I was um, <laughs> probably. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. let's say yeah. I mean I I there's some here that I'm not remembering them being involved with like telling lies the Sambalo game. Oh yeah. It, it, that it, was, it oh. says that they published it, so I don't know if that's a specific region. I don't remember that being in but I mean but then they didn't develop um this one Cocoon. This is by it's by Geometric Interactive no, so, so it's you know they've they've yeah, yeah. yeah I think it is. I think it, I think it's a really really good game. I really do think it's a good game. And I, I I'm I'm a bit of a sucker for sometimes when when especially when it's busy and there's lots coming out I'm a bit of a sucker for yeah. those games that you can kind of just play and enjoy and be like yeah and I'm done and that's really cool sometimes you know yeah yes
1: nice did you try Lump Lighters League <laughs> thoughts on it
0: Yeah I did um I played on Xbox and I can only speak like currently like but at the moment I would if you're going to play it on Xbox I would maybe hold fire because there were quite a lot of bugs uh, I had I had one where I just was like kicked out and lost my progression, uh, through a, a story. And it was like, it was really early. on. I was like, I'm almost in tutorial territory and I've now got to play all this again because of the, it's like, it's, it, yeah. I can see it's a good game. It's an XCOM style, you know, strategy game like that. And now I always like them and I like the style of the game. I like the aesthetic. I like the characters. Um, and I'm really glad like hearing Mick on the site on com, his review of it he like really enjoyed the game he played on PC while I was on Xbox I was playing on Xbox and I was like I'm going to stop and I'll come back because it was it was not in a, the best state I don't think Um, and and your mileage may vary so like I, this isn't like you definitely don't and it is it is a good game but I found the Xbox version was it needs a little bit more Work so, I I like the game in, in in theory and in concept, but I did feel like it was a like I had lots of bugs, lots of bugs. So that's my thoughts on it. (laughs) Like, just hold fire if you're gonna play on it. I mean, again, it might be Game Pass actually. I think think it's Game Pass. Pass So fuck it. Actually, I mean, I guess you don't have to (laughs) hold fire, do you? (laughs) Just play it, fine. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, but don't don't moan. You've wasted time on it, because I've told you. Just maybe Yeah that's I fair. yeah. Yeah. Uh
1: so I don't know why he's asked this question, because he surely knows the answer to it. Um unless there's some sort of sneaky Mick reason that I'm not <laughs> understanding. But you never know with Mick. He's a little trickster, is our Mick. Um but Will you be playing Spider-Man
0: Two? <laughs> so I think actually this is genuinely him being nice and giving me an opportunity to promo the fact that we okay, are playing right. Spider-Man Two, and you can come back and read our review nearer oh. the time. I don't have the details to hand, but we are allowed to say we have Spider-Man Two. So yes, is the answer. I will be playing Spider-Man Two. Yeah, oh, Nice. Oh, well,
1: I feel I feel a bit bad for calling him a sneaky trickster. No, tricks I might
0: be wrong. I <laughs> listen you, as well as like you said, there could well be something there that I'm not seeing. Mm, but I can only yeah. think of that. I can only think yeah. of that. So, well,
1: okay. Uh, thoughts on lies of peas patch?
0: So, I, I, from what I understand, they've made certain, sort of some bosses easier. Uh, and oh. my only thoughts on that is that I wish they'd done that pre-release because of the <laughs> Mi- the Mick Fraser texts that I have. Um, yeah, we've we've mentioned this before. The text he, when he's playing a Souls game, or I, I listen. I've done it too, so I'm not innocent entirely in this situation. But he's definitely worse than I am. He sends. A plethora of texts, texts like like uh, not abusive to me, but abusive to the game, full of expletives and and like <laughs> the, this, the 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 sort of undertone being he's going to throw his entire house out the window somehow, not just the console. And then three seconds later, done it. Um, yeah. But that said, no, even in our Discord, like I I heard people talking about certain bosses that were really hard, and I think that was one of the ones Mick was mentioning. So I don't know if that's been patched, but. I'll, being honest like the fact that they've had to balance it after the fact to make bosses easier kind of lends a bit of credence to the idea that maybe just put fucking difficulty options in your game I,
1: that'd fucking fix it wouldn't it yeah, like, like <laughs> you could
0: just put it on easy and it wouldn't be an issue and if you didn't want that you didn't have to you could just play it on normal yeah. or maybe make or maybe just patch it so that this is now ultra hard like i'm not yeah like, i don't have all the answers but it I, did cross my mind a bit
1: I also feel like now there's going to be people who are like, oh, well, I beat this game yep. before. Yeah, I beat it match. before. Yeah,
0: yep, uh-huh. absolutely. Or, or, or there'll Sorry. be the other group of people who are angry. They're making a the hard game easier. Because I do think it's mm-hmm. one of the harder Souls likes, born likes, whatever it, you want to call it them. Sounds um, like it is, to, from what I've sort of generally heard, yeah. Okay. But yeah, no, I, I think it's, it just opens up more converse, conversation and more interesting thoughts, doesn't it, really? These games. Yeah, it they does. They, they, uh, they always seem to do it. It's not just like everyone seems to like. Buff and debuff, and like even Remnant's done it. Like Remnant 2, All these games that are sort of challenging games, just they're constantly buffing, and it's like, but these aren't like that. Used to be the sort of thing that would happen in an MMO, and now it happens with like extensively ostensibly single player games. Yeah, but what are they what what was the feedback there? Hit is it is it community feedback? Is it someone internally? I'd I'd love to know. Like what what made them go? We need to dial that down, that down, that up. Make that more. You know, I'd love to. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just an interesting.
1: interesting. One. Yeah, Sure. Okay. Uh, have you felt like going back to Diablo 4 recently?
0: Well, I want to flip this around and ask you the same question, because I keep seeing it. It's on my PS5 still, and I didn't dislike the game. But
1: Yeah. Uh, <sighs> I, I am in exactly the same situation. Every so often I see it's on the yeah. PS5, and I'm like, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, Diablo 4. Yeah. That yeah. did exist. But, like, I mean i enjoyed it well enough i kind of thought it felt like it didn't really like it didn't really feel like it changed anything from three to four to me from the early stages i was like i it was one of those where i was excited to play this new entry in a series where like every time there's been a new game in that series it's been like massive like changes like i like diablo 2 more than diablo 3 for example just because i played it a lot when i was younger and like it was like this like landmark PC gaming thing for me, uh, but even playing Diablo three, I always enjoyed it because it was like it was such a different game. And like when I played Diablo four, I felt like I'd just turned on Diablo three, and it was like a level I hadn't played before, basically. So it's one of those where like I like I, if if I had like a friend coming over for a night, and he said like. Oh, I'd really like to play Diablo Four co-op when I come over. I like. I, it's not like I'd be like, "Oh no, can we play something yeah. else?" I'd be like, "Oh, that'd be 100%. fucking awesome! I, yeah. I bet I'd have a great time." But like, I, I a... really thought
0: this would be a game we, as a team, would just like spend because in... it's a perfect yeah. game to just shoot the shit and have a have a whiskey yeah, really on the really go or something. To. And but like, it just, I don't know why it hasn't. I. I thought a lot of some, not a lot of, some of what Diablo 4 did was a step back from 3. Because I love 3. 3 is, I think, that's a fantastic game. So have I felt like going back to it? No, because if I felt like going back to it, I, I would. Like, there's no reason you couldn't just spend an hour. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I just, uh, I got to act I think... two, three. And I was like, I just didn't feel other stuff comes out all the time and that's that's fine oh, like so, i just didn't feel that pull to go back i felt like i kind of seen enough yeah of diablo 4
1: for sure i think for me as well i have it on ps5 and i think if i had it on like a handheld for example Absolutely, i think yeah. if i could pick it up and play an hour on like while i was like before go to sleep in bed or something like mm. i think i'd i think i'd absolutely have rinsed that game i think i'd have probably i maybe even finished it more than once but like if i have yeah. if i have to set it down on the console and like take up big screen time and take up time that i could be playing Baldur's Gate 3 or final fantasy 16 like yeah. it's just no way it's ever going to match that so so 100%. i guess it's vampire survivors in bed for me and that's it <laughs> <laughs> yeah nice Fair uh la- last question uh tried now okay do we say AKI or Aki for this character in Street Fighter 6. I thought it was
0: AKI. Um, you know, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah. Aki would sound bad as a name though as well. Yeah, so it's not. Great. I-, I like to think tried AKI in Street Fighter Six, yeah. Re-
0: best... Really briefly, like really briefly, yes. Um she seemed interesting. Uh, but also straight away i can feel like she's not one of those kinds of characters i would use as much yeah. um but she does seem interesting and she seems like people will get real good with her there's like seems like a lot of opportunity to a- almost mortal combat style juggle not not juggle but mix up a lot of combos with some of her poison stuff it looks like um yeah no i i i, I i'm looking forward to the i think the the next dlc characters whenever they do put them out because i did try a bit of rashid as well again very briefly but i played as him in in five um and he wasn't my bag sort of thing so it's like back to ken um you know it's (laughs) like yeah no no i have tried like really briefly like i think i think sean's gonna play um more and, and write something up and i do love the way they're doing the dlc I love that it's not just here's a new fighter. I love that it's here's a new fighter and they're incorporated into World Tour and there's like now 20 Masters or whatever in that game. I love that they're doing that. That is very cool. It's just so mad that they've done that. It really is and I'm a big fan of that. It makes it makes you feel like what you're paying for, you're getting more than you would used so. to, if that makes sense. Like So yeah, that wasn't the question I guess. Yeah, very briefly. Yeah. Okay, and we have one more question that's for both of us. Oh I yeah, McPooh. What's for breakfast?
1: Yeah, he knew that this was being recorded in the yep. morning, so yep. we got a breakfast question. What, what did you have for breakfast, or what are you having for breakfast? I'm I guess.
0: probably going to have some Weetabix. Oh, well. And I'm going to not say With any your... more than that, because my Weetabix methodology is apparently wrong. No, I am. Well, Fuck it, I am going to use this platform. Have to, yeah. I had never had Weetabix before, until I met my wife, so if anyone's going to be blamed for this... <laughs> <laughs> it's not me wow um, no it's ge- that's genuinely true and and she, she was having it and i think it probably was the in the advent of chocolate weetabix that made me think oh, okay i'll try some chocolate weetabix two weetabix in a bowl yep. drizzle some milk across microwave for a minute mix it all up into it so it's kind of porridgey. or if you want you could i guess heat the milk up first and then i mean same difference. From different angles. Um, I've been told by a few people in our Discord that that's weird. I don't I understand how it's weird. Yeah, no, I just don't understand how you would want to eat any other way. So I've been watching, for example, right? I've been watching... I'm a big fan of Taskmaster, and recently... Uh, are, you aware, are you aware of the show's existence? I'm sure. I think Yeah, you, yeah we've I know talked how about it before. Works. Yeah. So t- Taskmaster has been done so well, they franchised it off to other countries, and there's Taskmaster New Zealand, Australia, um, there's like Swedish, I think Sweden. Taskmaster New Zealand is now available to watch in the UK. People have found ways to do it, but I had never watched it. And in one of these series, right, there's a task involving what they call Wheat Biscuits. It's a TV show, they can't call them Wheaty bits. Yeah. Um, and basically, this task involved if you had to build a castle out of wheaty sorry wheat biscuits right Wheat biscuits and they would give you extra wheat biscuits if you ate a wheat biscuit raw okay (laughs) now why would that be a thing if they weren't horribly dry husk based foods
1: Oh yeah, that part I at least sort of, kind of understand. Like, so I, I wouldn't don't get have why a raw it's wheat. Of no,
0: but then, then someone was even using. They managed to realize they could use milk, and it was still like they were like dipping it. It's just crunching into this like, it's like hay. I, mean, no, I know it's not quite shredded wheat style. No, but, but like, I, get your I don't meaning. get sure. why you'd want to not have it sort of porridged up. I guess is the. Yeah, I I so
1: don't... so how I have Weetabix, and I must admit, I'm not a Weetabix guy who has them all the time, but when I have Weetabix... Yeah, so, sorry, I'll just have... to
0: be clear, I don't quaff multiple <laughs> Weetabix all day, every day. This is like a yeah. couple of times... It's not my... I would rather toast, but I'm going to have Weetabix because... Well, I thought it would be good for the chat, but like, you know. <laughs> nice. Um, so yeah, how I'd have
1: Weetabix yes. is I'd have them in a bowl... Yes. Preferably a bowl that has quite a flat base. I think that's quite important. Okay. Yeah. Yep. That's a fine. One. Yep. Uh, I'd have two Weetabix flat. I'd get like a tablespoon of sugar just, and I'd have yep. that resting on the top of each yep. of them. Yep. And then I'd pour cold milk over the top. So it's sort of like, it sort of like slightly molds the sugar a little bit to a kind of like, liquidy form almost a yep. little bit uh, of, a, of a of a change of consistency in the sugar <laughs> and then there'd be there'd be milk in the bottom that would mean that the bottom sort of like half of a wheatabix would be getting that soggier consistency right. and then when i have my spoonful of wheatabix i've got the top half that has the crunch and the sogginess sort of combined so it get, you get a little bit of the texture and it's not warm because i don't want it warm
0: that's fine. It's
1: nice that's how I have it. Anyway, but the that's idea, idea of having Weetabix both
0: consistencies is horrifying yeah. to me. The idea of having <laughs> this crunch followed by this like squelch is like that's <laughs> horrifying to me. Whereas I could just go, I'd rather just go right, just give me a wheaty and I'll eat it like toast, I think, than having it like partially Buttered. Yeah, they do do a lot of weird stuff with wheaty Apparently, there's lots of recipes, shall we say, for wheaty um, oh, Yeah. yeah. What are you sure having for that. breakfast or have you had for breakfast? Sorry. I've had that my breakfast question. already. Oh, uh, I see.
1: So, for my breakfast, uh, last night, uh, as a nice treat cuz it's been a while, I ordered in a Papa John's. Oh, so, nice. my breakfast this morning was uh, a few slices of leftover Papa John's pizza. So, I'd went I'd gone for a half and half and one half of my Papa John's pizza was uh, the one they do where it's cheese tomatoes, like chopped up tomatoes and pesto. So the drizzle of pesto over the top and and that's one half. And the other half was their spicy veg one, which is green peppers, jalapenos, and red peppers with like hot sauce drizzled on it, which I'll admit for early morning was maybe a little bit of a shock to the system, but, uh, but nice, yeah. I went for Papa John's for breakfast. So,
0: I mean, to be clear, I don't have the car this morning because my wife's at work. And if I did have the car after this conversation, I would probably be going to see if I could get to Greg's in time for a bacon roll or something. Because, yeah, now I'm hungry. But yeah, wait a yeah. And uh, that's it for Listener Correspondence. So I'll just say to myself, play the jingle. Chris Hi. always wonder if other people find themselves during the jingle doing the when he goes chris Hyde, the right at the end goes chris Hyde, like i do you can't see it because people are watching i mean you can see it but i always might just just like a little i don't know anyway that's been a podcast this week we'll be back next week uh, I, I think probably we'll be back to being live this is a pre-record but you can still hear it early and watch early if you're a patreon patreon.com slash god is a geek and if you want to catch us live you'll need to go to youtube.com slash god is a geek and subscribe and if you hit the bell button you'll be notified when there's an upcoming show it's usually thursday between five and six ish or six and seven ish um but it has been so busy lately that we have missed a couple of weeks and we have had to do things on fridays it's a there's a serious amount of video games you know And also, I will just pin, but I didn't mention it this week, but I have played Super Mario Wonder. (gasps) Shock horror! And you can go to godasageek.com to read some thoughts on that, and we'll have a video up on that as well. Um, Like I say, there's a lot coming up. And with that, thank you to Lyle for being here this week so we could have a podcast. Ah, oh, it's been a it's been a pleasure. It's been a morning treat for us. Yeah, it's quite nice getting it out of the. Way. Sorry, I know. I mean, it's been quite <laughs> nice doing a podcast early in the morning, hasn't it? No, it has been. It's nice to it's nice to do it in the morning. It's a different challenge. Uh, I think people are less tired <laughs> and thinking about their dinner. And I think I should have had breakfast before because now it's all I can think about. And I got other things to do. But thank you, Lyle, for being here. And thank you if you watched it. And do, I I forget to say this, but you can actually review us on Spotify that is a thing you can do i always forget you can do that or any podcast host however you listen these days i know people like to watch stuff i know like, they listen stuff there's all sorts of ways of consuming your favorite gaming podcast which is obviously this one so always, pl- yeah. pl- please do you know rate and review if you have never done so it does help it it means more people see us the more people see us the more cool stuff we can do so thank you for that and again thanks to lyle and to everybody else we'll speak to you next week or whenever you choose to listen bye-bye for now